0: I hear you got something for me. Something big. My first movie is Studio Head and boom, I want you to star in it.
1: Oh yeah? How badly? What do you mean? Because I decided whatever I do next, I also want to direct. <coughs> Does he even know how to direct?
0: All right. All right. Welcome back to The Last Row Podcast. My name is Drew, and as always, I am joined by my very good friend, Bester Badway. You kidding? I am Queens Boulevard. (laughs) That you are. Did I do it better? (laughs) (laughs) We want to welcome all new listeners. For those that do not know, this is the podcast where we watch movies that might not have been loved by the critics, find their silver linings, and fill in the blanks that the movie writers might have left out. If you're looking for us on the interwebs, find us. Our website is thelastrowpodcast.com. We are on Twitter at The Last Row Pod, facebook.com slash The Last Row Pod. We have a Google Plus page. And lastly, and most importantly, head on out to iTunes. Please give us a five star review if you really like this show. We would much appreciate that. We have a review that we'll read at the end of the show to say thank you to a very special person.
1: So, this episode, we did Entourage, not just the movie, but the entire series. It's kind of a love letter to the entire series, similar to our Fast and Furious franchise episode a few months back. Um, so, entourage the movie, 33% Rotten Tomato, 6.7 IMDb, directed by Doug Ellen. Doug. Is it Aean? Ain. Is it Aean? Doug Medine. <laughs> directed by Doug Medine. Synopsis as follows. While hanging with pals Eric, Turtle, and Johnny Drama, movie star Vince Chase gets a phone call from Ari Gold, his former agent, who now runs a major studio. Ari offers Vince the leading role in his first production, but the actor insists on also directing the film. Things get out of hand when the one hundred million flick goes over budget, leaving Ari, Vince, and the boys at the mercy of a cutthroat world of Hollywood. I'll talk about a disaster film! It's, what are they like? Those are odds stacked against them, Drew. It's
0: kind of like a really long episode of the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> like—I mean—in terms of weight, you know, you've got what? You got Schindler's List. And then, then you got Entourage, at like as like one B, right? It's it's very dramatic. Yeah. I mean,
0: there's there's a lot of pressure put on these guys. How are they gonna make the movie? It's, it's over budget. It's, <laughs> <laughs> what are they
1: gonna do? How anyway, are they gonna get, gonna get an
0: extra ten mil?
1: Oh, it's just, I don't know. It's so dramatic. You have to watch and find out. Well, anyway, we're gonna be talking. We're gonna be talking about this entire series, less so the movie and more so the world of Entourage, just because for those of you who have and have not seen the movie there's not much plot to this thing it's like a 90 minute episode of the regular show so we're just yeah. going to we're going to explore we're going we're gonna to explore the space of the movie so to speak they could have probably
0: made this season 9 and it could have been dragged out to probably 10, 10 episodes of 15 minute fi- sure excuse me 10 i don't even know what i'm saying like you know 15 minute episodes 10 of them or something like yeah. the last season of the show um but I, I don't know. I mean, they decided to make the movie. This thing was in production for or at least being talked about for a damn long time. Yeah. And they finally made it. Some would argue a few years too late. I disagree because it brings me back. And, you know, I just rewatched the series, which we'll talk a little bit about later. But I can't really say that I hated this movie. No. I mean, we're all about the silver linings here. I,
1: I enjoyed it. I love the movie, and but it's the movie that nobody asked for, including me and you, who are pretty big fans of the series. But a film that I'm glad was made, It's put it this way, if you like the show, you're going to like the movie. And if you didn't like the show, you don't need to see the movie or even talk about it. So this is for those who have seen the show, like the show, therefore may like the movie. And if you did watch the movie, that's fine. Still plenty of reasons to listen.
0: That brings me to, I think the topic that, you know, we really want to spend a minute on is the retrospective hate of this series. And I think that's something that is a good way for us to open the show because You know, I remember this show being something that everybody universally loved. People watched it. I mean, we were in college at the time, and I think after I graduated, then we watched the rest of the series and watched the end, but it seemed to be something that everybody universally loved, enjoyed. I know the last seasons were not that strong. They were kind of weak, which people will admit. Yeah, But it wasn't
1: a hated show, was it, in your memory? No, I don't remember people universally hating it like they do now. It's what I like to call the Limp biscuit phenomenon. Yeah. Where... Nobody wants to admit that they liked it back when it was hot. But when it's over, everybody looks back on it and goes, oh, you like entourage? Yeah. Or oh you like Lib Biscuit? Well, let me let me tell you something. Limb Biscuit sold like dozens of millions of copies of Palatinum. their albums. Platinum. I don't think that many people hated it. And this is the same for the show. The show was immensely popular. And now to go back and say that it wasn't well liked or people like to don't like to admit that they liked it, I don't understand the reasoning behind that. There's no reason to the there's no shame in your game. The next Watch time the somebody
0: asks me what the show's about, I'm gonna tell them new metal. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm just <laughs> gonna be like, it's new metal, you'll yeah, like you know, it. You know, you know well. you'll really like it. No, but th- th- I think you coined this uh term on a a previous episode of ours, retrospective hate. Yeah. And I think it's something where People love to hate on it now. It's like, oh, it's the bro culture. The bro culture. It's the same thing with Fast and the Furious. I feel you know. Don't act like you didn't like it, right? Because we know you did. Yeah. I, so I, yeah.
1: so stop 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 front All right.
0: But to that point, do you think that this the series deserved like a sequel, so to speak? I mean, we can call this movie a sequel I to guess the it's series. A sequel. Does it do the characters justice? How do you feel yeah, about that? Like it
1: did the characters justice. I gave it the characters better closure than the series. The series finale did. Yeah. Um. It wasn't. Necessary as in, I can sleep at night, right? How, how season eight ended, you know what I mean? So sure. it was it's something that we didn't need it, but it actually the fact that they made it and the ending that they gave the movie gave it more of a feel good ending, I feel, even though the show is full of feel good endings. So, right, it's like, of course, these characters are going to win in the end, and they won harder than they, wore they won at the end of the <laughs> they series, w- they right? won more, yeah, yeah, so.
0: and, and that's a good point, I think, because. At the end of the, the the TV series, you know, Ari quits his job to go move to Italy to be with his wife, which you knew that wasn't going to last long. Yeah, I
1: don't know if he considers that a win or not. Right.
0: It's more I, of a surrender. That's a, that's a, yeah. I, in the moment of I thought I was going to get divorced, let me compromise my own, you know, whatever to go move to Italy for eight days or whatever it is winds up, winds up actually being in the movie. The other piece, I think, too, that was really dumb
1: was the fact that Vince got married yeah, to like, some
0: person that didn't even like him
1: yeah and he knew for like 14 days it's kind of that it was kind of weird and, and then the whole e getting back together with his baby mama over and over over and, and over, over again it. and then one more time after he slept with her stepmother <laughs> so that is a violation <laughs> yeah. of all violations so we'll get into that later but there's a whole there's a whole lot that needed to be corrected i feel so it's and a sa- lot of it was.
0: So it's safe to say that you believe that this movie had justice being made. Like it, w- it wasn't something that you know what they shouldn't have even made that.
1: Well, I don't know if it had justice. <laughs> they made it because they wanted to. Uh, they were, these guys aren't doing anything right I'm now. I'm not sure they made a lot of money. Mister Selfridge
0: himself it, is the only one doing. I'll put it
1: this way: I feel like they did it because it was it was a fun thing to do. I don't, I doubt they made a ton of movie, money on this.
0: So to jump into the plot of this movie before we start talking about the series, the movie is pretty much about what you said. They're trying to make this movie called Hyde, which is like a superhero EDM Jekyll and Hyde retelling, is what I think one of the movie wire or something said. Yeah. And they're trying to make this movie and they're over budget. They need more money. They have to get this money from these investors from Texas, Billy Bob and his kid, Haley Joel Osment, with a tiny face. Yeah, he's got a little kid, little boy face. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But the, I think the controversy of the movie is the fact that. Ari took over the studio, that guy John gave him the job, yep. and he gives Vince his his first acting job in this $100 million plus movie. But what's the catch?
1: Vince has got to direct, baby. He's How got do you that, feel about that? He's got that. that taste for directing. I Look, I, I think it's a little unprecedented yeah. in the history of, of the movie biz here for a guy who his last movie was Ferrari in 2011. Something and, like that. And we're talking 2015, so four years after his last film, which wasn't all that great. It was all right. Yeah. Right. Now he's demanding to be in control of this hundred million dollar studio epic about a superhero Jekyll and Hyde DJ. Squirrex. <laughs> Squirrex with like
0: some type of goop that he shoots out of his arms.
1: Yeah. I mean, you might as well be Ari's son, the kind of nepotism yeah. that just this follows through. It's like, this doesn't happen. Like, how does he, Ari would be immediately cut. His head would be cut off of this, of this, of his position. Am I right or wrong? H-
0: has I guess to say you're right or wrong, I would ask you, has this happened in real life before? Like I can't you know, I was trying to rack my brain, trying to go through IMDb. Yeah. You know, when was a guy who has really like his career wasn't tanked, but it wasn't really good. Oh. And then they decided, you know what, let's let this guy direct a hundred fifty dollar hundred fifty million dollar yeah. movie. <laughs> let's just see what happens, you know? I mean that's a pretty big investment. Yeah. The one name I came up with and Tell me if I'm right or wrong, and I don't, I'm not saying this is gospel here, but I looked at our very good friend Ben Affleck's Benjamin. IMDb career, Yeah, you know, and as I started to look at Ben Affleck's career, we were looking at, like, certain movies, and, and I started specifically with Geely, because I was like, what the hell happened after Geely? Yeah. And he was in a bunch of, like, they weren't great movies, you know? They weren't great, yeah. they well, weren't terrible. I think of, like, Daredevil. Paycheck uh, was uh, another one. Jersey Girl. Yeah, I yeah. mean... They weren't like huge releases or anything, but then the first movie that he really directed that was like a wide scale. I mean, I know he wrote Good Will Hunting and all these other things, but it was uh, Gone, Gone Baby Gone, right? Right, With his brother, kind of like Vince directing the TV movie of Johnny dramas, (laughs) like the Chilean (laughs) miners, Chilean miners, yeah, or whatever the heck it was. but yeah, I mean Ben Affleck is the only person, and like we expe- we you know explored the career of this guy, and it's like it took him about six years to really get back to where he was, and from, it, from the double the
1: double dip yeah. of Geely and Daredevil back to back. I think that's but, a semi good comparison. But but that's my but my, my point is with that that we were talking about. Goal may be gone. First of all, he didn't act in it, and it was it's true. Like four years after the fact, or was it six? What was it? It was a- around that six. Okay. I think. and it was a low budget movie. That's true. You know what I mean? So this is four years after him making a decent biopic. We don't, I guess it was decent. Yeah. And now he's in control. First time director. Hundred hundred million dollar budget. 150 million dollar budget. It's just, of all the unrealistic things in, in the history of the series, other than slow dating E, this is like two
0: <laughs> on unrealistic. <laughs> well, you mentioned nepotism, and I think that's a good yeah. way to look at it. Because throughout the series, you can say that Ari pretty much... You know, had Vince kind of in his back pocket, and yeah. and Ari like, was in his back pocket. They yeah. were really, you know, at the tip. I know he discovered him, but if Ari's a super agent from Hollywood, he's putting his his hands in the in the pot of like Paul Walker, maybe. Yeah. Or so, I mean, we'll get to some comparisons later here, but I don't know how much of a superstar this guy is. Maybe he is, but he looks like the kind
1: of guy that would flame out. Seems like the kind of guy that's riding off the coattails of one movie. Yeah, the Aquaman made a killing, and after that. He's done pretty much nothing but trash, give or take a Gatsby or two, but but anyway. So before we move on from the topic of of
0: Hyde here, what the heck is Jekyll's day job? If this is a story of Jekyll and Hyde,
1: like what what is it? What is this movie about? Yeah. Like I just know that he's an EDM DJ at yeah. night. Yeah, the, I have no idea what's going on in that trailer. He's he's a DJ. He's spitting out these this weird chemical. He's Goop. like a superhero. He's got this crazy eyes look. I would like to think he's some kind of chemist by day, you know, <laughs> got, the, you, got the hard, the, 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 the hard, uh, thick rib, thick lensed glasses going on. Is it
0: like a, uh, Professor Klump type thing, you know, yeah. like a Eddie Murphy?
1: Yeah, I think so. And, and, uh, maybe like he's, he's got this girlfriend. It's probably Gwyneth Paltrow's probably in it or something. And, uh, <laughs> You got a riot going on in the seat of the, of the trailer, throwing Molotov are, cocktails. Are people just going nuts because of the drug, or because the the cops are trying to stop? Hide, like is this is that what's going on here? What's going on? What do you think? I need to know more about it.
0: Like, I I'll tell you one thing. He's got a hell of a Spotify playlist. Yeah. That's that's for sure. Like he just hooked up like the EDM station and he yeah. hit play. Like I think that that's what he was doing. But it, it looks like a futuristic kind of like. Futuristic Los Angeles is what they were showing, like the city. There yeah. was like weird buildings and stuff. It looked kind of like uh, Equilibrium, the movie with Bale. What if
1: Jekyll is like a rival DJ? Oh, shit. Right? Right? Like he's DJing against himself? Yeah. No, no, no. Hold no, well, no. It's, a, it's a retelling of Jekyll and Hyde. So Jekyll is like, maybe they were good friends growing up and they're very similar. They drifted apart as they were older. And it's Jekyll versus Hyde, in like a DJ battle, but there's some kind of drug involved somewhere in the middle. So there. they're
0: literally two different people. Yeah, and
1: I don't know. I don't know if Hyde, which is Vincent Chase, is a good guy or the bad guy. We don't know that yet. We don't know that. I'm gonna
0: say he's the bad guy if they're yeah. rioting against police.
1: Yeah, but I like it. I like where that's <laughs> right. going. So there you go, Jekyll versus Hyde. So I, maybe I guess cloning involved. Yeah, maybe it's not a dual. Maybe it's not a dual role. Maybe there's cloning involved. That's possible. Yeah. Like right. in the
0: sixth day with Schwarzenegger, yeah, exactly. He's got the the
1: eyelid thing, the dot yeah.
0: under his eyelid, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever seen that yeah. movie. It's not very good, but I enjoy it anyway. Well, they've seen it, but uh, <laughs> I guess that that kind of leads into us and in our next topic. You know, how good of an actor is Vince? Be- a- ask me the question straight up. Is Vince a good actor? No. Hold on, hold on. Pretend I'm him. Ari, am I a good actor?
1: Well, that remains to be seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're a movie movie star Vinny
1: just like he said it I mean it's true right I'm gonna say no I'm not gonna be as nice as Ari I'm gonna say no but I guess it does remain to be seen so let's take a deeper dive into the the filmography of one Vincent Chase I've
0: got these movies up here I'm gonna ask you two questions and then you can ask me the first that I'm gonna ask you is would you pay to see this Okay. and the second question is a little bit more philosophical and maybe subjective do you think he's any good in this well I'll pay for any movie (laughs) <laughs> so the, okay, so the first one that that we have on, other than the Mentos commercial that he was discovered in, or whatever the other one was, the first you know major picture that he was in was Head On, Ooh, head on. which which is genre crime thriller.
1: Yeah, like a like a Clive Owen esque type what movie. It, yeah, that's yeah. what I look at it as. Yeah. So w- would you pay to see this? Absolutely, I would absolutely pay to see it. I see it as like a Clive Owen, a a Paul Walker in his heyday type of thing. And into the Blue-ish type movie, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. So, do you think he's any good in this? Yeah, he's good in it because it's not not that much is required of you in those types of movies. You, you just you run around, you flash around a gun, you you uh, you drive your car real fast, beat up some bad guys. I don't see him as a tough guy, but as an unknown, if this is his first major then sure, I'll buy it.
0: It's one of those that they didn't really show much of. You just no. saw the picture as his release. It was like oh yeah, on the, the, yeah, the, the building. Poster.
1: The poster's all you get.
0: And that was it. Yeah. I mean, it's his beautiful, beautiful face of Vincent Chase yeah. just up on the building. This is all based on a uh,
1: public reaction, obviously. But right. I, I think I know what I'm getting there. So uh, as we go on down the list, how about for you, the urban drama, Queens Boulevard? Are you kidding me?
0: I <laughs> am Queens Boulevard. Yeah. I, oh, hell yeah. I would pay to see this movie. Yeah. I don't even know what urban drama means. Yeah. Without getting like weird, like, what does that even mean? Well, it's,
1: like, it's it's a it's a tough kid on the streets type of drama. Set in the city, yeah, like the basketball drieries or something. Yeah, that type of movie. Yeah, or like a like, Boys, a, like, a like a Boys in the Hood, but not Boys in the Hood. That kind of thing. Maybe a little little gag violence. Maybe a little mafia type deal. What's the Jared Leto movie? The uh, Aronofsky film. Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, Requiem for a Dream. Is that an urban drama? I, I would consider that in that that realm. Sure.
0: I think you know what? Would I pay to see it? Yes. I definitely yeah. would do i think he's good in it based on you know the, the film footage that i saw <laughs> yeah. one of the few that we've seen i definitely think Man. it would be good i mean it's a little cheesy but i liked yeah. it
1: it's a no-brainer
0: I'm, I'm talking about the black and white version though yeah. Not oh, the yeah colorized yeah you know Willy wonka piece of crap yeah come on that warner brothers crap that they try to pull get that <laughs> uh all right so the next one on the list not counting movies that he didn't do which we can come back to in a second how about Jason Momoa's Aquaman, <laughs> Cal
1: Drogo himself. Here's my here's my issue. Jimmy this, Cameron. This was in, I want to say, 07 maybe, right? Yeah. I'm not a huge superhero guy. Like, I'll watch Batman and Spider-Man, Superman, because they're like the main ones, you know, because they're, they're highly uh, advertised, whatever. Sure. I'm not sure if I'm all on board for this Aquaman thing, especially 2007 me. Right. Like, what could the CG really have been like back then? And he's yeah. not going to be underwater with an air tank. I mean, we we saw the making of with him and Mandy Moore. And they're like, they're strung up. There's a green screen. What's that really going to look like?
0: I mean, Jim Cameron, if anybody could do that, it, see, that's I guess thing. he could
1: do it. That's the guy that brings me in. It's not Vincent Chase's star power that brings me yeah. to the box office. It's it's Jimmy Cameron. And, so. and
0: But was he a star at this time? I don't even think
1: he was really a star. He was the up and comer. It's like, well, he, they're going to put him in this? Well, he got incredible acclaim at Sundance for Queens Boulevard. So based off of that and his box office draw of head on, which was surprising. Yeah. That's how he became the up and cover that got to grace the screen with Iron Man.
0: But let's, let's say this. Let's say Jared Leto does I
1: Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Man. Man. <laughs> Iron Man.
0: <laughs> let's say that Jared Leto does Requiem for a Dream. And then James yeah. Cameron, James Cameron comes and says, you know what? I want to put you in Aquaman yeah. in 2007. Do you think it would have been a good, I know Jared Leto is a great actor. Yeah. But do you think he could... I mean, not that they're the same people. They're on totally different levels. Yeah. But it's kind of the same thing, right? Leto same scenario. Would, yeah,
1: Leto would have said no, but...
0: <laughs> Leto's a method actor. Yeah. And we're going to talk about method actors at some point on this yeah. show. But he would have probably lived in the ocean for
1: like a year before oh, yeah. he could do yeah, this He would have grown gills just, just because he had
0: to. He'd right? have had like yeah. fish surgery or something,
1: you know? So so yeah, I mean, Cameron chose it based off of what, like five minutes of a clip he saw of Queens Boulevard while he was on a plane or a chopper or something. Yeah. So, but anyway, long story short... Yes, I would pay for it, and yeah, he's probably really good at it because it's like every every dog has his day. If he's not a great actor, this might have been his one shining moment. So the back-to-back of Queens Boulevard and then Aquaman, that might have been the end of it. It's like the
0: best of Vinny Chase. right. The hits of the 2000s. He he may have
1: peaked here in 2007. (laughs) Okay, I like it. So moving on to maybe his most uh, hotly uh, Talked (laughs) talked about movie. The career killing Medellin.
0: Listen, I have very strong feelings about this movie. Yeah. I think he should have listened to everyone literally in the world that told him not to do it.
1: Yeah. Um there's a lot of a lot of signs to not do it.
0: Would I pay to see it? No. I would probably wait until it was oh, on yeah. like, you know, the bargain bin and yeah. maybe somebody's you know, friend down the street has it. Maybe I'll mooch off of them and watch so, so, it. So
1: it's in the like three for five yeah. bin at Walmart or yeah. something? Either yeah.
0: that or, like, you know, it's probably the type of thing that'll be on Cinemax or something. Yeah. Or, or maybe Stars. It's actually, it'll probably be on Stars. The right? movie channel, which, yeah. which shows a lot of crap. The movie channel. Yeah. That's what it'll be yeah. on. Um, You know, maybe Encore. Yeah. I don't know. But I think the thing about that movie is, I don't think I would pay to see it specifically. Right. Is he any good in it? Uh, probably not. I don't know. I mean, I saw some clips of it, and he had a pretty bad Spanish accent. Yeah. The makeup looked pretty bad. Yeah. I-, I think Billy Walsh was a little too self-indulgent. And I think, you know, you find out through the series that, you know, Eric says it a few times. There's a good movie in here. We just got to find it. Right. Like, maybe the footage was there, but Walsh was too in <laughs> over his head. And that's their fault for, you know, you know pinning their wagon to him. Yeah. Like, I, I just a disaster all around right. just a huge disaster so no i would not pay to see it and no i don't think he's good so, in it so but there, i would still
1: watch it but there's no there's no gem in here you watch it no yeah it's probably gonna suck it's probably bad uh, fair enough so fair anyway
0: enough. okay so the next one that i'll ask you about is smoke jumpers Ooh. so it's it's technically unfinished yeah but since we saw footage i think we should we should talk about we, it yeah we can talk about this it. was the uh Werner volstead nine brave souls he discovered the screenplay of two Gun enthusiasts, um, greatest fire in Oregon history. Would you would you what do you think about this? You know, would you you think he's good? Would you pay uh, yeah. to see
1: it? I would probably not pay to see this. This isn't my cup of tea. And I think it's a great role for him being the being the uh the second lead, because at that point he needed to get back into the game. So I think it was a great choice. But ultimately, no, I don't think I would pay for it. But surprisingly, yes, I think he was good at it because I think the director was really screwing a big time. Yeah. I really do. I mean, after 100 takes, it yeah. probably wasn't that bad. And then, uh, What's his name? Not Billy Birds. Who's the actor? Jason Patrick. Stealing his lines, you know? And then the director was just like going with it. Totally screw job. Unprofessional atmosphere. I think Vinny did a good job on that tree scene on the line. He kept them making them redo it. So, no, I wouldn't see it. Yes, he did a good job. And had the movie gone through and had not been a screw job, I think it could have propelled his career.
0: And let me ask you a question about this movie before we move on. Do you think that the director had it out for him? I mean, he pretty much says it. He pretty much says, you know what? I was stuck with you. I didn't want you. So no matter what he
1: did. I think he was trying to cut him. I think it was like a a backroom deal to try to cut him as much as he can out of this movie.
0: And Jason Patrick comes across as the villain because it's
1: like, hey, you know...
0: He's stealing his lines, but yeah, said told him to. Stealing his desserts. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> it was Turtle. Totally, like, yo, I heard you stole my boy's cake. Yeah. My boy's last piece of cake. Turtle's about to fight someone. So, moving on to uh, Miracle of All Miracles after getting kicked off of the set of smoke jumpers, gets a call from Marty Scorsese. He's going to do Gatsby. What do you think? Would I pay to see it? Probably not because Gatsby's boring as hell to me. I don't I
0: think I've even seen the Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio the Leo? one. Do I think he's good in it? Yes, I do. But I, I don't know, Gatsby's never been my uh, cup of tea, uh, I so to speak, yeah. I guess. You know, I think it, it seemed to be like a Romeo and Juliet reimagining of it, so maybe it would be good if it was like a modern day one. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if I would pay to watch it. I don't know, maybe I'm a jerk for that, but...
1: Yeah, well, if Leo can't bring it to the box office, then I don't think Viddy Chase can. Yeah, so, not a fan. Going. So the next one
0: is Ferrari. It's an Enzo Ferrari biopic. Um, I can't remember who directed this one. I don't remember. But uh, it was like basically the story of Enzo Ferrari. Yeah. And he went to Italy to film it. Do you do you think he was good in it? Would you pay to watch it?
1: Well, uh, well, Thor did Thor do it like a lot of these movies actually are kind of like real life movies, right? Oh, I think that is a different one. But um, the other Hemsworth. Yeah, th- I know what you're talking about. Or, I, or I was that Driven? That was Drive. <laughs> driven was Stallone. Driven was Stallone. Drive is Hemsworth. Oh, there is an Enzo Ferrari movie being made. I don't think it's out yet. And is it starring Adrian Grenier? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. But no, I wouldn't see it. And no, I uh, would not pay for it. So I bet this movie was lukewarm at best. <laughs> they, never, they never, said what happened with it. I'm sure it did well enough because this next freaking movie that came out turned out to be Hyde. So anyway, well, besides uh, this next gem, Madagascar 2. There was a there was a brief uh, saying where he did the voice work as a as a character named Benji in Madagascar 2. Would you go see it?
0: If it's a nod to Benji the dog, then yes. <laughs> I mean, I like kids' movies, but Madagascar two exists, right? This was probably yes. before. Yes, it existed, before it. Yeah. But uh, I like the callback to the dog. Yes, I would watch it. Do I think he's good at it? Yes, I do.
1: All right. Side note. Side note. Knowing what we know now, that Smokejumpers was a complete disaster. Should he have done Benji? The most important yes. question in entourage history. Should he do Benji? You know, I'd Benji almost, the dog.
0: I'd almost love to see an alternate reality where he does Benji. They yeah. acted like you know his his career was going to completely go in the tank. Yeah. The fact that he did Medellin and was able to get back from that, I don't know. I think he should have just probably just done Benji. They,
1: they'd had a whole episode uh, devoted to that. Joshua Tree, their are tripping all shrooms, and they were trying to decide Smokejumpers or Benji. The problem is he wouldn't have gotten Gatsby had he not done Smokejumpers. jumpers Because the
0: footage wouldn't have gotten That's to true. Scorsese, who saw it, and then wanted to get him in it.
1: Well, there's, there's the real world, and then there's the entourage world. And of course, everything works out in the entourage world. But in the real world, I should have done Benji.
0: One thing that they dropped from uh, that storyline of the Scorsese Gatsby thing was the whole Johnny Drama by in the bar called Johnny Dramas. Yeah. <laughs> was like, we can talk more about Johnny Drama later, but uh, right. I'm kind of bummed that they never really did anything with that. Yeah. So, okay, so the next one is the takeover, the Nick Cassavetti's aka the
1: Notebook director, tough guy, do your own stunts, action film. This is right up my alley right here. I would I would pay for it, and I bet it's I bet it's great. I bet it's great because. Based on the the stunt work that I saw, Vince he did those oh, stunts, so that like pulls me in a little bit, makes me, gives a little tough guy cred that he's so sorely needed. So yes, it's a yes and a yes. I would see it. I would pay for it. He's good in it. He's good in it. Bet he's good in it. It looks good. It looked like yeah. a
0: futuristic thriller. So yeah.
1: I apologize. I want before I said it was um, it was Ferrari was his last movie. I apologize. His last real movie was The Takeover. Oh yeah, yeah, with yeah. Casavetes. Yeah. So then his final movie that he worked on that actually didn't actually get made with him anyway was Airwalker which is a superhero movie starring Stan Lee, would you be involved with another superhero franchise with with Vinny Chase or would you be out? Would you be out and about with it?
0: I think it would have to be the right superhero. I mean, off the top of my head, I can't really think of one that he would fit in.
1: Yeah. So Maybe he
0: could be Spider-Man, maybe.
1: Yeah. So let me give you an example. Like, Did you see Ant-Man in the theater? I did not. Did you see Ant-Man yet on demand? No, I did not. So there you go. If you didn't see Ant-Man yet with Paul Paul, uh, Rudd, yeah, I doubt that you would have paid money to go see Vinnie Chase and Airwalker, whatever the heck Airwalker is.
0: So, <laughs> I, It's a, some Stan Lee yeah. property that they never made, but uh, yeah, I don't know about that. So then the next one that he did make was Hyde, so, which yeah. we talked a little bit about. So
1: circling back to Hyde. Do you think he's good in it? Would you watch it? I'm sure it's a masterpiece. I, I, I don't think they would hype us like this if it weren't true. Like Ari saw it, and like he almost cried. He was so happy. He, he bought him a what about Chrysler? Whatever concept oh, it was car, that crazy Cadillac, right? <laughs> it was a Cadillac concept. So I don't think he's just going nuts for nothing. He already knows what he's seeing. Great movie. I, I can't wait to see it. Wish they made it.
0: I would love to know what it actually was because he was really the only one that saw it. And again, we know yeah. that he has like the blinders on yeah. for Vince. Maybe it's it's a piece of crap.
1: It's like in Pulp Fiction where they open the suitcase and all you see is the gold glow. It's like, that's what this movie is. It's like everyone who sees it, it's gold, the golden glow, but you just (laughs) don't don't know know what what it is. is. (laughs) You don't know what it's about. (laughs) I would
0: love to see it. I don't know if he's any good in it and I don't know if it's any good, but it looks like something I would enjoy (laughs) based on what we do. (laughs) So going through his filmography... Which role do you think he was most miscast in Oh, of man. all of all of these, you know, go back to head on Queens Boulevard, Badhorn. Like he seems to me to be like a genre actor of these like crime thrillers that I think yeah. that's probably his best role. But which one but do you think he's most his, miscast? But in?
1: his downside to me is he doesn't seem like a tough guy. That's true. You know, so I, uh, he was good in head on. And he was probably good at the takeover, which led to his drug drug addiction. Yeah. So as as crazy, actually no, actually he fits in Aquaman because Aquaman's kind of a pansy in my opinion. <laughs> uh, He's the master of the ocean. <laughs> he totally fits in Gatsby. Yeah, Gatsby's probably yeah. the best casting. I guess it, the the most obvious one is the one, and it's Medellin. Ian. He does not belong with a with a Spanish accent. With the with the fat suit on and the makeup, it, it just flat out doesn't work. He
0: sort of looked like Pablo Escobar, like maybe, but yeah, not yeah.
1: really. There's a reason why that movie bombed, and I think that be him being in it was part of it.
0: One that I think he really would have fit in was not made. It was the the Bob Ryan movie, the Ramones that Bob screwed him on because <laughs> yeah. of Alan yeah. from the uh,
1: Fox Studio. He could do that movie. He kinda looks like Joey Ramone a little yeah.
0: bit. He like has the hair. I don't know
1: if he can do the English accent though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's the one thing he didn't think about. So going through all these movies, uh, the the question remains, is he a good actor? Like after we've gone through all we 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 would it seems kind of split fifty-fifty on would we pay versus would we not pay and is he good versus is he not good. So I guess we we still it, it still remains to be seen, right? I mean, put it this way, I don't think he's a bad actor. Yeah. I don't think he's a crappy actor i guess Hyde kind of pushed him over the top a little bit i think it's, it's as good as everybody says he is he's a movie star
0: yeah. as as they yeah. say as quote as they say yeah. i mean he he's a movie star and but, i think he's entertaining but
1: we don't he did not get nominated for best actor for the golden globes right drama did for a supporting role that's true so but maybe he went up against leo no nominations know. no nominations we don't, we don't know he got snubbed yeah maybe uh day lewis was in all the, all, the, <laughs> on the, all the docket that year he did, so he did we it don't all know. <laughs>
0: Which were the the biggest mistakes of his career?
1: Uh, Like we just kinda talked about a few here. We can't we can't obviously we can't second guess his moves because it always all works out, but let's take away the entourage world and talk about the real world. Number one, without a doubt, is that he turned down Aquaman 2, basically spit in the face of of the studio head of was it Warner Brothers? I think it was Warner Brothers. Yeah, it was it was that Allen guy that had the heart attack on the golf course. Right. (laughs) Should never have turned down Aquaman 2. I don't care if Kevin Smith wrote it. I don't care if Michael Bay was directing it. Michael Bay gets too much crap anyway. I don't think he's that bad, But right? what was the
0: hate on him back then? It wasn't yeah. even he wasn't even that bad.
1: Like this was before all of the Transformers right. movies yeah. were made. This, or maybe maybe Transformers 1 was already out, maybe 2008. I can not remember to check what it was. The done, times, but, yeah, but it's close. It doesn't make sense. And Transformers 1 was good, right?
0: And like, Kevin people liked Smith, it. Kevin Smith isn't that bad. Like I mean it's you there's, know, a, there's
1: a connotation. And they and they throw the I think I'm quoting E When he finds out that Kevin Smith was the writer, he goes, like, Uh, he pushed, he pushed Kevin Smith. Like, that's a slap in the face. If Kevin Smith is watching that show, he's got to be like, what the shit, man? Listen, I could say a lot about E. Eric Murphy. That guy is such a
0: douche. I hate him. (laughs) He's the worst character in the show. I know I'm probably pissing off a lot of people when I say that, but I think he is the luckiest SOB in the show. He picked a couple good scripts. Couldn't get his buddy Charlie a job, you know. He <laughs> ruined his own relationship because he's a
1: moron. So, so the Murphy Group wasn't a success. The Murphy is Group saying?
0: is an utter and complete disaster and failure. <laughs> Whoa! He let he lets Scott Lavin take over his client, who turns him into a
1: cokehead, dating porn star, <laughs> banging failure of a person. So, are we are we saying that Vince was a success in spite of his manager and best yes, friends? Yeah, I say that he kept him afloat (laughs) go go back to go back to tomorrow's yeah he kept him afloat he should he should have started spinning some pizzas again And, and not to make things personal but he probably is the actor with the most experience of the four in the entourage group and he's probably the worst one yeah kevin Connolly.
0: one other one that i just want to bring up is the fact that he's got some blind faith to billy walsh who turns out in the end to actually succeed and and help out drama and everything but uh I think his blind faith to Billy Walsh is why they ruined Matt It's like, yeah. oh, we got a shoestring budget. Let's get a guy who we know how to handle the shoestring. <laughs> the guy was a, a,
1: a meltdown case. He's a basket case. He yeah. doesn't know what he's doing. It's called Lightning in a Bottle, and it was Queens Boulevard. And Billy Walsh belongs in the, the four-hour epic indies. He doesn't belong on the big stages with explosions and the sprawling um, sprawling set pieces that was Matt or any other type of movie like that
0: falling in love with sofia vergara on the yeah. set you know <laughs> before she's in modern family it's ridiculous was that sofia vergara yeah, it was are her. you sure it was 100 percent. sure i'm, I'm,
1: I'm sure right. look it up all right <laughs> look I'm gonna, it up i gonna tweet drew was wrong <laughs> drew was wrong also um this movie gets floated around a lot it's kind of like the white whale for entourage fans at least me anyway it was this movie matterhorn which was dubbed die hard at disneyland Dude, sign me up. Why can't this movie be made? Vince turned it down like three times over the life of this of the series. After it had already turned it down, then um, before he was going to get Medeiros, they were the, the Alan Rickman was it, no, no, Alan. Alan Rickman. I don't know Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are off the rails today. One of the
1: Alans. <laughs> <The>, Alan Wasserman, <laughs> the head of the head of the studio, said, "Hey, listen, you do you do Matterhorn." We'll give you Walk-A-Man <laughs> right? And Alan Rickman's going to be in it. <laughs> so. Co-starring Alan Rickman as Ocean Master. Denied it again, even though it had a rewrite. It had a script rewrite, too. So and they turned it down again. If he would have done this movie, I feel like it would have got him back in the good graces of the studio. It was, I think it was even on the table again. It was. Colin Farrell was going to do it at one yeah. point. Nobody wants to do this movie. Maybe that's a, Maybe that's a red flag, but when you're desperate... Get on all, get all to Matterhorn. All right? Matterhorn was a good movie. Listen, Based on the synopsis, it was it was a damn good movie. I'll pay for Matterhorn. And I know there's rumors like a couple years ago that they were actually literally making a movie called Matterhorn.
0: Oh my God. I like It was did. really coming
1: out. Though I don't know what it was. It's probably,
0: it's probably about hiking. I don't know if it was mountain. still about
1: Die Hard Disneyland, but <laughs> I'll go see any movie that's released right now named Matterhorn. I'll go see it. I'll pay my money.
0: <laughs> no, I think Matterhorn would have been a great movie. And he screwed himself over. Listen, he got way too self- self-righteous about wanting to do these art films when he had no experience he what who is he really who is he at that point (laughs) you know and i just rewatched the series so i vividly like remember a lot of this stuff he was so on his high horse about i gotta do this art film i gotta do medellin it's so good i'm so passionate about it get it for me this is what i want and eric is an a-hole because eric should have said dude this thing fell apart multiple times so many people aren't going to do this movie you should probably not do this movie. Not only did they do it, they bought the script themselves and they put their damn house up for sale. They were almost homeless. They were homeless. They lived lucky drama. Their
1: lucky drama had five towns or else they'd be homeless back in Queens Boulevard.
0: It's ridiculous. So yes, his career probably should have tanked. I mean, (laughs) he was an idiot for not doing Matterhorn. It was a great movie. The guy was going to let him do Medi in any way. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And then everyone would have loved it. You know? Anyway. One last thing about Vincent Chase before we move on. I want to ask you, who is the real life Vincent Chase? If you had to pick an actor in the world, yes.
1: who is the real life Vincent Chase? See, there are some articles that are based on this. Some, someone scientifically broke it down, and I think the winner was Toby Maguire, based on a number of like movies, especially with the, the order of them. But I just don't see it. I see Vincent Chase as a Paul Walker to me. A Paul Walker type. A less tough Paul Walker. One of the other guys we talked about was
0: Jake Gyllenhaal the one yeah. time, I think. That's another one. That's I, another one, yeah. I agree with you on Paul Walker. But he's, he's too good. I think Paul Walker's like a good a yeah. good example. He's got the franchise of Fast and the Furious. Yeah. He was in a couple indie flicks.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of his action movies that like probably were similar to head on and um and the takeover. Yeah. My my guess is Paul Walker, because Jake Gyllenhaal is too good of an actor to be compared to Vincent Chase. Especially now. Yeah. So came a long
0: way. So Vince has his relationships with people and, and 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 everything. Let's talk about the most unrealistic relationship on this show. I've got a few candidates for you. Okay. You tell me which ones that, how you feel about it and what you think. The first one is Turtle and Jamie Lynn Sigler.
1: <laughs> That's a good reaction right there. <laughs> That's a good reaction right there. <laughs> Unbelievable that Turtle would get Jamie Lynn Sigler. What did, he, what, did he pick her up on an airplane? He joined the, joined the Mile High Club yeah. with her. Hey, sort of. Yeah, well... You got to
0: first uh, what third base mile well, high? I club? don't
1: know if the kids are called the bases these days. <laughs> the <kids. laughs>
0: Whatever. Let's, base not, it let's is. not dive into
1: that because that's scary. Some type of base. <laughs> first base is a lot different now than, than it was yeah. back in our day. He's he's on something. I don't yeah. know what he was. Yeah, he's uh... a.
0: <laughs> it was it was a weird relationship, that's for sure. I mean, I don't know. They met on an airplane. She sent him to college. Entourage: yeah. The story of Turtle. Turtle goes to college.
1: <laughs> Entourage colon Turtle goes to college. <laughs> it's
0: like. <laughs> we should probably colon yeah. that for this episode. She
1: bought him clothes and all that. She took
0: him back to school shopping at the Gap. Yeah. You <laughs> look like a Gap model.
1: I would say most unrealistic, but I know there's one in particular that I know is more unrealistic. Wh- which that. one is it? Which is your favorite of most unrealistic? Most realistic. It has to be E and Sloan. There's no way. Yeah. E's too much of a doofus? douche. <laughs> yeah. A doofus yes. and a douche. Sloan is too smart of a girl to ever go for a guy like E who is. Kind of a weasel, but he's a nice guy, I guess. He means well, but on the other hand, E has tricked so many people in Hollywood into thinking that he's a legit Man. player in in the business <laughs> that I guess he's got a few tricks up his sleeve to to bamboozle Sloane yeah. into into having a long term and serious relationship. Well,
0: with you know him. how they recut movies. Like, yeah. I feel like you could recut this show to him be like a serial killer because he's <laughs>
1: like conniving and yeah. just
0: you know. No, I agree with you on that. Um, I think he's probably better off with that weird girl, you know, the girl with the bug eyes. Yeah. She She's like, like three feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> she's,
1: she's not, just not that assistant chick, but that weird girl, no, you know, yeah. the
0: one, the one weird girl that like breaks into his house and wants to read his text yeah, She's like 70 pounds. Yeah.
1: Just a weird girl. I think they were much Nobody knows together. her name. She's just the weird girl from season two or whatever.
0: I think, I don't want to say it's the most unrealistic relationship. I just want to talk about this for a second. The worst relationship on the show, and the one that is doomed and should have been doomed, yeah. is Ari and his wife. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, but they're just two completely incompatible yeah. what people. What are they doing together? And maybe you know what? Maybe it worked when they were younger. Maybe they got there. But I think at the point in the show where they were going to get divorced, they probably should have just got divorced. Yeah, like he should have just went with Dana Gordon. Yeah,
1: that's the, that's the obvious, the elephant in the room of the entire series. And I think that I mean, there was a time where Ari. Got Dana Gordon a better position at yeah. at, at the at the studio, right? And, and um and his wife was kind of upset at him, like because it was her, right? Yeah. Like who is that? I feel like she always knows that this Dana Gordon girl is is better for him, and he's she's I think she's constantly afraid that he's going to go to her, yeah. Or maybe in the back of her mind, maybe maybe he's cheating on me with her this whole time. So and it's and and for rightfully so, not that he would do it because he's a very faithful man, despite what his uh his front shows in the show. I do believe that they are a perfect match. Yeah. Arya and Dana Gordon, but but Maybe not because they both work so damn hard. They're both so career oriented. Maybe there's no time. Maybe they can't make it work. Yeah. What and maybe
0: they would have started slacking on their job because they were staying in bed too late and they were yeah. ignoring phone calls. <laughs> like, I I don't know, man. I just, I think, you know, maybe you have two halves to, to his life. You got yeah. the first half where it was great. He had the family. He was too much of a career oriented guy. He wound up, you know, screwing up. His wife didn't want to be with him anymore. I feel like she'd be happier without him. I mean, she was dating Bobby Flay there for a little bit. You know, I love that. Yeah, when they were on their
1: break, she was dating Bobby Flay and he was dating Dana Gordon. And obviously they both didn't work out either way. They were better together. But here's my theory. What if, so we only see through the window of what Ari's dealing with Vince related stuff. Yeah. He's working with that E ass. So (laughs) Amateur. Yeah. So we know that like, it's very frustrating. So we only see Ari when he's frustrated because he deals with Vince because it's so hard because Vince is a diva and he is an idiot so he's got to <laughs> deal with this, this diva idiot combo. So he's always he's always stressed out because he's yeah. a deal with this damn career as movie star, right? So maybe all the other times when he's working with his other clients, maybe it's a maybe the hours are a little shorter, maybe and maybe it's not so bad at home. What's worse, if you look at from destroying a relationship
0: what what's worse to you okay so mrs ari i think they said her name twice in the series the last two episodes melissa yeah mrs ari what's what's the worst her finding out that ari slept with dana gordon yeah. while they were on a break i yeah. know they were on a break uh-huh. or e sleeping with sloan's stepmother <laughs> like that's like 30 years old <laughs> well what's what's harder to go back from oh there's no you can't go back because they from both the stepmother. eventually
1: got back together right yeah you can't go back from the stepmother that's the most unrealistic thing in the series is E getting back with Sloane after he slept with their stepmother. Now, the first time they they slept together, she didn't know, right? Right. But he did it again. Oh, yeah, he did it again. Uh, Again. And they were just bashing
0: her together in bed in an
1: intimate moment. That's relationship over right there.
0: If there was no child, they would have pulled that ejector cord. Oh, yeah, it would have been
1: completely, but
0: of course there's a kid. And that comes back to your most unrealistic relationship on the show, and I think that's a good way to wrap it up on that one because I think you're right. It's totally unrealistic. She's totally out of his league and he screwed it up more than one time. Yeah. One last thing before we get to Johnny Drama. I want to talk about favorite turtle subplot. We <laughs> joked a little bit about Turtle Goes to College. You know, like a <laughs> entourage colon Turtle Goes to College. What's your favorite turtle subplot of the series? Like every character kind of had their own thing as the story went on. What's yeah. your favorite?
1: So we got a couple to choose from. We have Turtle tries to date Rufus's daughter. That was ridiculous. We have Turtle Goes to College with Jamie Lynn Sigler. <laughs> We have Turtle Tries to Sign Saigon to a Record Deal. <laughs> we got the Hot Girl Limo Service, where he tries to hit on his limo girls. Oh, God. We have the Avion Tequila Company, which actually succeeded. We have the Don Pablo's restaurant, <laughs> Don the Pablo. Clam Restaurant, or whatever the heck. Don Quixote's. And then the movie, we have him trying to date rod Rousey. There's a lot of Turtle going on here. Turtle's an underrated character. A lot of people like to dump on Turtle. Yeah. But... I like him better than E. I do too. So he's 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 just always there. He doesn't have to be doing much, but he's always there. You gotta go Saigon, right? Oh, absolutely <laughs> Saigon's... Like that was like a running joke in the yeah. apartment
0: when we used to back when we used to live together. Yeah. It was like, yo Saigon. <laughs> like it was just just the name is ridiculous. Yeah. The fact that he's actually a real artist is awesome too. Yeah. Just that whole subplot. It's like yo, I gotta get my money from Saigon. It just became <laughs> this like. Just funny legend of yeah. the legend of Saigon.
1: Now the roof now the roof Ruf- dating Rufus' daughter thing is funny just because the Rufus character uh is very underrated. Oh, that guy and cursed just, on a drop yeah. of a hat. And just like the sneaking around, trying to get around. It's the whole, you know, it's it's such a trope of, of shows that try to date the guy's daughter, a tough guy daughter, you know. To
0: that point though, how crazy was he for trying to hook up with his daughter? Yeah. Like he was literally trying to hook up with her, like in the car
1: outside right. the house. But that guy all, will kill you. With all due respect, a turtle really is gentleman. And he, he was very upfront with his with her dad saying, I'm a good guy. You know I'm a good guy. I'm a treater right. He tried to treat her right. So I'm not, I'm not against this. And I feel like the show kind of just dropped the relationship. Yeah. But I feel like it could have had legs. Like he could have found love? Yeah. It's just there was no room in the series for that because Rufus's daughter is not a thing that could go on in the show. So
0: I'm going Saigon for my number one, but my second I'm going with a close second is the Avion tequila because of <laughs> that guy, Carlos, and the guy that the Carlos, way that he talked,
1: I called him Hector
0: earlier. <laughs> like, guy's his brother. Yeah. I think that guy, Carlos was awesome. Turtle. He was like, you, you cannot talk about my tequila company. Like, Turtle, you do not, you do not advertise my company. You leave that to me. <laughs> he had like the greatest, <laughs> yeah. like anger, angry, like, yeah. like just
1: demeanor towards turtle he yeah. just hated him yeah, even yeah. though
0: turtle was trying to help out with his company
1: yeah and it brought us mark cuban and bob odenkirk so yeah. it was, it was a lot of a lot of good cameos going on because of that also brought the linger on turtle but gotta give love to the movie the rondo oh, yeah. Rouse storyline was, was very great. it was very good to me I, I i enjoyed it immensely and i thought it was a good pairing it was a good duo
0: i thought turtle was great in the movie love that part yeah. i loved um, a lot about his character like the fact that he was rich now off the tequila yeah. company even though he's an idiot trying to start a restaurant <laughs> yeah. worst business you could possibly
1: start yeah. He sold his shares, but Vince bailed him out yet again. Vince bails everyone out.
0: So enough about Turtle. Let's come to our favorite character of the series, and probably everybody's favorite character (laughs) of the series, Mr. Johnny Drama.
1: Yeah, it's a crowd favorite. It's either Drama or Ari, people usually say. And the thing about Drama, it's hard to talk about him in this space because he's, he's kind of the comic relief, and a lot of Johnny's favorite moments were kind of like, hey, remember when Johnny did this or when Johnny said that? Jokes. So it's more like it speaks for itself, you know? But... What we can discuss is his three main series, three main character arcs on this show. It's Viking Quest, Five Towns, and Johnny's Bananas. To you, what what's your what what was his best? What do you think his best was? What's your favorite?
0: It's not just happening over here. It's happening <laughs> over there. It's happening over here. It's happening over there. That's the best, the best monologue ever. And the yeah. fact that he had to rub one out before yeah. he gave it was <laughs> just amazing. Um, nice. No, I love the Five Towns sequence of him being on the show. The fact that the dude. Could not catch a break. Yeah. He finally succeeds and then, you know, it's taken away from him by the reverse Flash. If anybody's watching Flash, it's the same <laughs> actor. Um, I didn't realize until I was rewatching lately. But that guy took it away because he tried to hit on Jamie Lynn Sigler and he tried to stand <laughs> up for his boy Turtle. Being a good bro. And uh, they gave him the battery acid on his face the one time <laughs> and he's like sitting around and he's like literally deformed. And he, they're like, what is it? They're like trying to keep him on the show because, yeah. I don't know, Ari helped him out or whatever it was. And they were trying to just make it basically. He was in a coma for like yeah. a few episodes. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. There's so the many good things. Right off story all right, put the guy yeah. in a coma. I just, I just, loved it. He, he's definitely my favorite character. And like you said, there's a lot of those. Uh, remember when this happened? Remember when that yeah. happened? I don't want to get too much into that. But uh, I love the Five Towns part. What about you? What's your favorite
1: part of it? Yeah, Five, five Towns is a show I may have watched. You know, I wouldn't have watched Viking Quest because I'm not really into that kind of you know, yeah, Nordic the sci-fi nordic johnny's bananas would have been good but you see it a lot those those animated shows that go on for a couple seasons and they're immediately canceled they don't have they usually don't have a good shelf life right but and plus andrew dice clay just annoys the shit out of me yeah so i don't know how much i could have (laughs) i could have stood that so i'll go five towns so we're talking about favorite moments of drama what would you say would be your favorite johnny drama moment there's one moment and it's
0: like literally the last thing you see in the yeah. series is uh, in the movie when he finally wins the golden globe. And yeah. it was just the way that he does the victory speech. I mean, <laughs> it was so overcome great. with emotion. I think that's, that's everybody's favorite. Everyone's but if, happy for him. If yeah. I have to go from the series, yeah, it's probably the time where he got caught whacking it in
1: the, the trailer, <laughs> the trailer getting ready tells. for the movie. And he was talking to
0: himself <laughs> yeah. uh, and he left his mic on. That's see, probably my favorite moment. But
1: circling back to the movie. That's if, if that's, the only reason that they could have made the movie, that would be a good enough reason right there. Right, was to end it with drama finally winning. So it was a feel good moment. Um, for me, it's a lesser, less uh, a moment with less gravity. It um, was when he was trying to buy his his condo, oh, and God. he was completely overstretching his budget yeah. after he got five towns. Yes, yeah. where he's trying to um, he's trying to negotiate with the uh, with the the real estate agent, and yeah. he's so bad at negotiating. He actually negotiated up. He was lowballing it <laughs> yeah. for
0: so bad. Yeah, he's
1: lowballing so bad. And, and, the, and the real estate pulled the classic eye of the other guy on the phone right now. He offered list price. <laughs> and then the classic line, he goes, 1.4. Yeah. He, <laughs> or it's like $200,000 over the list price. So, so he negotiated himself above. That was my favorite drama scene.
0: So. so to close this thing out, we talked a lot about the movie and some of the favorite moments of the series. How do you think the series holds up? You know, as as someone who watched it when it was live, yeah. you know, how, do, how does it hold up to you today? I know okay. people bash it now,
1: but to you, how is it? Okay, so obviously I'm a huge fan of the show, if you can, after our 55-minute ode or whatever to this so far. <laughs> I watched it live, starting from season two, went back, and then caught up, and then from each one it was live, and then I watched it again a second time, binge-watched it right before the movie came out last year, uh, seen a couple different episodes cut a couple different times in between. I still think today it holds up just as well as it did back then. It doesn't really date itself too much. Uh, Of course, the first season of any first season, especially something in the mid-2000s, it is a little dated. You see a little little bit of the especially the technology, cell phones, phones. whatever. (laughs) Flip phones, yeah. But that has nothing to do with the show for the most part. So I think it holds up perfectly. I think the jokes still hold up. Little homophobic in this day and age. Can't really get away with some of the jokes, especially stuff that Ari has been saying. And even in the movie, they toned down his homophobic jokes big time. That's the only thing that's a little bit dated with the show. Changed, yeah. But I still think say what you will about those kind of jokes, I still think at the end it was all a good fun with the character because he still had much love for Lloyd. Yeah. Anyway, so I would watch it again. I'd start right now. Let's go.
0: And I, so I just recently rewatched it um and I felt like I forgot how good the beginning was because watching the end live did leave a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. Um yeah. you know not that it was bad or anything. I just it tried to get dramatic and when you yeah. were watching it week oh. to week for and the episodes were about like 25 minutes or so uh-huh. when a show that's typically feel good yeah turns into it got heavy the morals of coke binging and people committing suicide like right. tig from Sons of Anarchy <laughs> um you know it's just it just was weird but i think yeah. looking back i forgot how good the beginning was yeah well that
1: that's what I. Well, well, that was without saying of course season 7 and 8 definitely were inferior to the rest of the series but yeah. not without their enjoyments
0: but having said that yeah i mean yeah. i think actually 7 and 8 were much better than I remembered
1: yeah like not, I, I was actually enjoying them not was great like, but all but all shows have the downslope and they knew it and then they ended it with season eight season seven wasn't that good and I think yeah. they knew it so they knew let's let's get out of here with eight
0: so where does it rank in in terms of
1: your favorite tv comedies like is it up there with it the rest might be of in the shows? top five I would say Office and Parks yeah Curb Your Enthusiasm in no particular order Curb is, is definitely up there Seinfeld it might be in there it's probably one of the most rewatchable shows. And I think
0: if you're looking for something to watch real quick, you have 20 minutes to kill. Yeah. Throw one on oh, yeah. and you
1: can't go wrong. Yeah. There's classic episodes for sure that you could fire up at any time. So. All right. So that about wraps it up. Before we head out, I just want to thank all new listeners. I want to give a shout out to a special um, iTunes review that we just got. Unique and refreshing was the brand by Simkovic. Awesome podcast, for movie buffs or newbies to getting into movies, especially action movies. These guys do a great job and keep it fun. Great for car rides, or if you've had a bad day, glad to brighten your day, Simkovic. So next week we're gonna switch things up a bit. Uh, want you to stay tuned for the last row on demand, which is basically a holder episode for every that we will do weekly after our movie episodes. Which uh, basically we're gonna talk about anything that might be going on in the world of entertainment, what we've been watching, uh, anything that we're passionate about, anything we come across. It's basically a, a free for all, kind of like a half mini show, if you will. So be on the lookout for that. We're excited to keep that going as we go.
0: Thanks, Badway. I'm looking forward to the on-demand show. I think it's going to be a great way for us to play some games and and all that stuff. But uh, as you said, if you're looking for us on the interwebs, we are at thelastrowpodcast.com. On Twitter, at thelastrowpod. Send us an email, thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook. We need a couple more likes. Head on out to Facebook. Give us a like. And that'll do it.